0: What is up, my friends? Welcome to and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where I interview incredible fathers, gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five kiddos, currently ages eight to 14, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on our 17th year of marriage. So yeah, I'm in the thick of it, the adventure of fatherhood. I am working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers and create a world where fatherhood matters. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace our fatherhood role. I believe the role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and have fun in the messiness of it. Today's guest is Darius Mirshazadeh. You guys are going to love this conversation. The entire conversation was on fire. Darius has built and sold multiple highly, highly successful companies. He has built his companies using core values. We discussed the book that he just released called The Core Value Equation, and we discussed the incredible importance for fathers to build core values in their homes. Enjoy this conversation, my friend. It is going to be life transformational. If you enjoy it, which I know you're going to, please write a review on iTunes and share it with a friend. We need to spread the word that fatherhood matters. All right. Welcome to Fatherhood Field Notes. Darius, I'm super pumped to meet you and talk fatherhood. How
1: are you today, man? I'm doing well. So it's Halloween, right? Like, Dude, tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, the kids are all dressed up. It's, it's cool to see them, you know?
0: We're at that stage where my older kids are going out on their own now with their friends. It's like we're not going to do the family thing anymore.
1: How does that work in the COVID times? Are they just like, do people even put candy out these days? I think it's a hit
0: or miss. So I know like some communities around where where we're at are some are open and some are not. So
1: yeah, here 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 it's like I don't know. i I saw a little kid. So but yeah, it's funny. I remember being like that age where I probably I think, I think we probably stopped when we were like teenagers. Like yeah. Because you're like people are like, dude, you're way too old to be getting candy <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> well, cool, man. I am really pumped to talk Fatherhood with you and talk about your book. It's cool because um, I just launched my 100th podcast. And as part of my 100th podcast, I had put out a guide to all my listeners on how to do core values, guiding principles in your home. And your book had shaped some of what that guide had looked like um, because your content was, uh, was, I was just introduced to it in the last month or so. But to give people a little bit of understanding of who you are before we get into all that, how old are you?
1: 42.
0: 42. And how many years have you been married?
1: Uh, thirteen years, like two weeks ago.
0: Nice, congratulations! Thank you. And how many kiddos do you have?
1: I got two boys, and I got a I got a dog that's about six months old. But I got a <laughs> ten year old, and uh, I got a ten year old, a seven year old, and a six month old. Nice, that's awesome. Any more kids, or you're solid? You, you're. I'm good, but I mean, like, <laughs> you know, like I, I, you know, I. It's funny, as like two years ago, I was anti. And, and now yeah. it's kind of late because we're like in our my wife's. Uh, she she doesn't want me to say her age, so but yeah, but <laughs> I was like, all right, dude, let's see if you stumble over these
0: words. You, yeah. you got
1: yourself, nice work. My wife and I are near each other's ages, and so since so she's uh,
0: thirty two and you're forty two, she's like, yeah, you're getting too old. She said, I'm too old. But,
1: but, <laughs> yeah, so, so I don't think she'd be down. Um, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like now, it's funny. Two years ago, I was like, hell no, I don't want any more. Yeah. and now I'm kind of like, dude, I grab another one. Right. You know, so it's, it's, you know, what's one more? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, I think it's because I'm so far out of baby jail at this point. Like, right. You know, I mean, when like I literally have been out of baby jail for like three or four years. So it's, I totally have no recollection.
0: Isn't it funny how we forget, like we just remember back. Wasn't it so great when we had the baby and we weren't sleeping
1: at all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you, I think you get like, so three years when they're like three or four years old, is the first time you start forgetting baby jail. And then mm. like, by the time they're seven, it's like, it's like almost like half a decade ago that I was in baby jail. It's like a lifetime ago. So, so funny. Yeah.
0: It's cool too. like, you think of how much we learned through that. You go, man, if I had a kid now, I'd kill it because I know what the game is all about. You know, it yeah. would just be way less pressure.
1: But you have how many kids?
0: I have five kids, but that's because I'm not a planner.
1: Yeah, dude, you, you're in different, you're in different next level. Crazy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Two is like that's they're playing with each other, they're like upset it and forget it. Yours are like probably ganging up on each other, like, there's way more of them than there are you guys. Yeah, no, my kids are perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I got four girls and a boy, ages seven to 14. Uh, and yeah, dude, it's like, oh god, I was going in the house last night, and it's just you know, there's always something to be bickering about, somebody's always irritated or whatever but that's i hope they they're
1: figuring out in in, as kids so it's good you look you look like you're a young how old are you though i'm 37 i was gonna say you look like a dude so you would start getting after it in like your early 20s
0: Yep. Pretty much on our one year wedding anniversary. I thought my wife was handing me a watch. She handed me a box. I'm like, okay, a watch or a bracelet. Cool. You know, like I'll pretend to be stoked. And I open it up. I'm like, what the hell is this thermometer? You know, I'm like 22, 23. I'm like, what is this? And, uh, uh, my reaction was not what she had anticipated.
1: It would Dude, be. You're right. I love it. Your wife's got a, got a healthy sense of humor. Um, oh my gosh. That's <laughs> uh, a question. yeah is is, is, uh, what's the rating of this uh podcast is it uh, a g pg pg 13 or r it's whatever you want it to be man you Uh, can say whatever you want okay all right Uh, i i I learned this hard way i got asked to be on i got asked i asked to be on john lee dumas's podcast yeah and and he was definitely on the pg side um and and i learned it after i like stumbled over a, a bullshit and you know, I was like, you know, he's like the number one, one of the top podcasters in the world. I'm like, uh, and I'm and I'm far from a known entity at this point. So I was like, oh, I think I need to ask people because I like I drop f bombs like in my sleep. So
0: yeah, 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 man. I, I got five kids, so I drink and I curse. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It means that you're healthy. Good. To do <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, i would just be all built up inside of me, and then I'd just explode one day.
1: Yeah, no, I love drinking and cursing. They're like the, the best things ever.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So man, so, so people get to know a little bit of the backstory just quickly. What do you do for a living to provide for the family?
1: Honestly, I don't right now. Um, you know, I, I've been an entrepreneur for, you know, that's actually an untrue statement. It's, it, let me, I'll give you backstory. So I'm, I'm an entrepreneur I've been a CEO and entrepreneur for the, since I was late, basically a teenager. Yep. Um, and I've been building companies and you know, like you know, like building up money and stuff like that over the years, and I've been pretty aggressive about that. And so I actually just got exited my last company. I got bought out of my last company, and that was not that long ago. Um, that was in July. I left the company though um, in November last year. It'll be a year in like two weeks. Nice man, congratulations. Yeah. So at first it wasn't much of a congratulations. First, uh, it was like a, Hey, I wasn't, I didn't get fired or anything like that. I, I left, I was, I was an owner of the company. I left on my own terms. I just wasn't happy what I was doing. <clears throat> and I just pulled the rip cord and it was like, I'm out. And I didn't have a job. I didn't have an in- income. I had nothing. I was just like, I'm done. I need to take a break. And, 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 but you know, I, I will say I'm, I'm, very good with saving money. So I gave myself a lot of wiggle room where I could basically take the year off and not have to worry about it. So I, I sold myself on, I'm like, I'm taking the year off. I'm like, I'm going to, and my family, and I were going to move to Spain. Actually. Wow. Uh, so That's I was going to cool. do a, a sabbatical year. I was just going to like go travel and hang out and like not have any income and not worry about it. And, and then, um and then COVID hit and that kind of screwed that up. And then because uh, traveling right now is not like a cool thing to do. Yeah. It's not like I can't imagine that being fun. Um, and so we we decided not to do that. And then um and then I wrote my book, but I wrote my book last year, but I and then I got serious about publishing my book, The Core Value Equation, which is why I'm here on this show. Um, I got that and so that became my project. But I'll say that that was I didn't make, you know, you don't I did sell a bunch of books. I sold about four hundred thousand dollars worth of books, but I ended up taking all that money and reinvesting it in 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 what I'm building right now. So, so I'm an entrepreneur. Um, and to answer your question, I was I when you say what do you do for a living? It's like you have to get paid money to do something, right? So when you're an entrepreneur, sometimes there's periods where you're not getting paid money. Um, funny enough, I, I so I didn't really start making money until this month. Um, so I didn't made any income besides selling my books. And that's why a net neutral event once you factor in investments that I made with that in the book. Um, but I just dec- I, I decided that I'm working on the book, making that a thing. I got um, some other fun stuff I'm doing. I have, I have a live stream show. That's going to be a podcast that I've, I'm closing in on hundred episodes of that. It's called the greatness machine that does nice. that. Yeah. I don't make any money doing that, but it's something I really like doing. Yeah. I love doing it actually. And so that's really fun. And I get some great guests and have a good time. Um, and then um, and then I'm just, I, I have a course that I built on the book on how do you build a core value driven company? And that's launching right now. So I'm, I'm, I have a team that's launching that. And that's going to be this thing basically called the Core Value um, Academy. Love it. And, and so that's where we teach CEOs, entrepreneurs how to build core values for their companies. And they do it in a group setting. And the big thing with that is I don't want to, I don't, I, I like building values, but it takes a long time to do it right mm-hmm. and and when you've brand companies at my size and it, it's kind of hard for me to like I, I like i'm i'm money is my most valuable asset at this point I'm sorry time is my most valuable asset. I actually have money, and so i like people can't most a normal person can't really pay me enough. For my right. Time. So, right. So I thought, well, but I love creating impact. So I'm like, well, how do I do this in a way where it's like a normal guy's not going to pay me 250 thousand bucks to build his core values? Right. What I'm going to charge him, and so like a co- big company might, but but a normal you know smaller business isn't going to. But but I really want to help the smaller businesses. So so I built the course, and it's you know it's more digestible. It's probably going to cost 7,500 bucks for the course, and yeah, and, but they get access to me, and I'll teach them how. To, you know, we do it in a group setting. So yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's launching um, that we're going to start marketing that pretty heavily in, in the next few weeks. Um, I have a team doing that. And then, and then one of the things I started doing was I started picking up like high growth business clients that are like entrepreneurs that want to really scale their business. Cause that's the one thing I always say, there's three things I'm an expert at. I'm an expert at the mortgage business, which is the business I just retired from. I'm an expert at high growth. I can grow your company from like literally from zero people to about 2000 brick by brick and i know how to do it every step along the way and and i know core values those are the three things so i started working with i have about six coaching clients right now and i work with them one-on-one and help them scale their businesses so but it's you know it's a couple hours a month per client and you know that they pay up for it uh, but they get with you know they get what they pay for they get someone that's built a lot of crazy businesses so I, yeah i, I can kind of look and see what the hell they're doing and help them you know Dude, this is so exciting.
0: It's so powerful because we're talking to an expert on core values and and as guys are listening right now, they're like, "Wow, you know, I'm not going to build a 2,000 person company, but how important is your home? How important are your your values that you build in your home?" And we're talking to an expert right now who is going to help us jump onto this path of pausing our messy lives and reflecting on who we are, who we want to be and discovering our core values in our home. So, man, I think it's so powerful because really, I believe, you know, our world is hungry for leadership and stability, obviously. Totally. Right. And where does that start? It starts in the home, you yep. know, but we don't always pause. We go, yeah, that, that makes sense to read a core value book if you own a business, but we need to change our mindset and go, it is just as valuable, if not more important. To dig in and as a father in your home and do this,
1: like well, yeah. So the bit like when your most important business is your family. So um, like if, if I don't care how successful you are financially in your business, if your home life is not successful, like you're you're failing big time, big. Mm-hmm. Like you're failing at the most important business you have, which is your family. Which I've actually been a pretty good failure at that at, that at times in my life. Um, I'd have I could argue that when my business was at its highest success, you know I was. Probably least successful with my wife at that at that point. Wow. Um. And and it and you know I was forty. You know I did I was turning forty and I didn't know what I wanted in my life and and you know I was questioning what I was doing and it, it wasn't and you know some of it was like selfishness and some of it was just right. you know trying you know I'd been with my wife a long time was just figuring out what I wanted. Um, but. I went, you know, I turned inward and did the hard work and started spending a lot of time with my family. And that was one of the reasons why I decided to leave my company and step down as CEO. And I traveled 192 days in the, in the year 2018 and 2019, I just was, you know, like I just tapped out. I just I just don't want to do it anymore. I, 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 I built the business I and my brain had been like, man, I, if I could just build this, you know, massive business, I'll just be so happy. And then I did it, and then I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not happy. That's weird. Yeah. That's, that's interesting because, so you set these artificial goals because like they sound good. Like my goal is to build a $100 million company. And then, and I far surpassed that, like far, far surpassed that. And and I remember I had set that goal when I was running, my company, my first company I built was from zero to 10 million, and then it went, became a $2 million company. And I lived in $2 million land for a long time losing, like basically like cutting checks to go to work. I mean, nothing wrong with a $2 million company. Something is definitely wrong with a $2 million company where you're literally losing money. Right. Um, and I did that for five years. And I remember when I was in the depths of that, I was like, and I would freaking kill somebody to, to, to run a $100 million company. And then and then it wasn't that much, lo- lo- you know, it was probably within five years I was. Um, you know, I set the goal and I did it. And then I was like, oh. Well, What's next? Oh, 200, 300, 500, billion. And I, what I, the conclusion I came to is like, if you have an insatiable appetite or if you have a addiction for achievement, which I definitely have, mm. then there will never be a number that satisfies that urge. And, and all the while, what are you sacrificing in the family side to make that right. happen? You know, like how many times do, uh, dude, there was times I'd leave on business. I'd come back and my kid would be taller, you know, yeah. that's, that's fucked up. Yeah, right? that's brutal. And so what I realized last year was I was doing all these amazing things in my business. So like, But I didn't have family. I hadn't defined my family core values at that point. And I hadn't even defined my own personal core values. And I, and I wasn't really, I was doing all the right things in the business. But in the personal life, I was failing. And so I, I kind of just turned inward and I did the, did a lot of hard work. And and that's how we met was, you know, one of the things I teach is I teach, fa- how do you build your family core values? Yeah. And so I was, ta- I was actually talking to, to John Roman, which is how, from Front Row Dad. How we connected.
0: Yeah. Front Row Dads is incredible.
1: And yeah, I love Roman. If you're listening, I love you, bro. Um, and so I, um, I hit him up because I'm going to go do help him. And I think Hal and a bunch of these guys do their strategic plan for Front Row Dads. Um, hopefully I think in like two weeks and, and I said, Hey, I have this idea, dude. I want to, um, I want to do a workshop for families where they can come and, you know, you got to pay, but I'm going to help you design your core values for your family. Like the like husband, wife, if you have adult kids, they can do it too. And we'll do like a four or six week program and pa- families can come in groups of 10 and I'm going to help them build their, we're going to run them through a whole process and then have them build their values. And then if they want, I have like some really awesome designers who will design their family crest and flag mm, and, and flags out of it. That's rad. So my, my wife's aunt was the do you remember Swatchwatch? Yeah. She was the head of creative for Swatchwatch for the whole world. And wow. I, I told and she's like lives in Europe now and she's this badass designer. And I was like, Hey, I have this idea. Uh well my wife told her actually and 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 I, and my, she's like well why don't you why don't we do a, turn them into these like amazing flags family flags and I was like dude I'm in so yeah so that's the thing I, that's actually something I'm super excited for this year I mean I'm doing a lot of the business stuff but but one of the, the one of the arms of this is the family side of it and and I really am pumped around helping families build their values so I think I'm gonna probably do um, I'm still kind of formulating it and I, I want to get ten families together and. Um, put them through you know I don't know how long it'll take maybe four to six weeks. It'll be a couple of hours each each week and um help them. Yeah build. that's powerful man. Uh, yeah. Because once you have that, like like I've been experimenting with it a lot. There's a lot of cool things. Like I did it in my business. So I I know the I know the game plan's the same. If you buy my book it'll teach you how to think about it for your business, but it's no difference. The organization is a group of people that come together. A group of people could be your family. They could be a public organization, a private organization, a company. The only difference with the family application is you're not gonna like measure your ROI for your priorities right. and your family. You might you'll, you might do other stuff, um, but the principles are the same. And so, yeah, a lot of people are like, you should write this book into the family version. I'm like, dude, one thing at a time, I, you know, you can you could still apply it. It's a cool book and it, even if you're not an entrepreneur, if you work for somebody, you can apply it against your job. Like mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I but I'm always like, you no, know, the fat first place is on your personal life and in your family, you can apply the book. And and that's where I'm pumped. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to do this work. I love helping my friends and family build their values. It's so rewarding.
0: Yeah, I can just hear the passionate, you know, because you bring it to that level because you've been at the level where you had the success of what most of us would say. that success and you've experienced that. And then you went and turned inward and looked at how it impacted your personal view of yourself and your life. And then your relationship with your wife and your kids and the, the amount of joy, obviously that you're experiencing in that realm of it is just a different level. It's a different joy than when you're going and building a business. Um, and that's really cool that you want to pass that on to other people.
1: Yeah, it's funny. It so I, so I so one of the things, so one of the ways I'm I'm subsidizing my passions is through the executive, like the CEO coaching. Because so I'm like, right, it's like what I know from a CEO is, it's pretty rare. I, I, I was I talked to some of my friends, and a lot of my friends are entrepreneurs, and I'm like, I'm like, it's pretty rare to find somebody that knows how to build a company from literally one person to a thousand people, because it takes that's six different people six different stages of growth. Mm. And the person that can get you from one to 30 is different. It, you know, might be able to get you to 60 or even hundred, maybe even 200, maybe even 500. But dude, once you start going up above a hundred, 200 people, it's just a different mindset. So you have to have a different set, set of skills. And so a lot of people start, they, they, they tap out, They usually hire a CEO at that point. Cause they're like, I'm the entrepreneur. I'm not the CEO. So it's pretty rare. I I, I, I think it's like, it's just a rare skill set so i'm like oh cool this is a valuable skill set i can i could take a five million dollar company and i can grow it to 50 i know it's step by step what you have to do um and it, so, it's amazing so i'm like oh i could charge for that because it's you know a lot and right and and so and so that's kind of the game plan is i'm like all right i'll charge for that and i give massive value to my clients because dude they're gonna crush it and i'll pay for myself in like a month um but but then i have a lot of free time to do this other stuff that's like that's that i love as well and so but it doesn't pay as much you know so it's just more of like like the family's not going to pay me three grand an hour to <laughs> build their right, right and i don't and i don't want them to you know like that's not that, that's not why you would do that right um but the but but i but the impact's way different dude like to my kids i sit there with my seven-year-old and i go what core value did you live this week and he's like i the tiger dad which is passion in our family. And my other son is like more of a creative. I go, "What? what's your favorite value that you lived this week? And he's like, boom. I'm like, why do you like boom? He's like, it's all about creativity, dad. Mm. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, and my kids are little. And like, like, what does that mean when they're older? And it's funny, I was well, one of my coaching clients. So when I do have the executive coaching clients and CEO coaches clients, I do this with them too. I make them do their personal and family values because it all, it all lines up. Right, right. You know, like it's part of the process of having a kick-ass business. And, um, and they get so fired up cause they're like, dude, I'm building a legacy for my family. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, you are. It, it matters. You know, like that shit matters a lot more than dude. It, at a certain point, the money is just a scoreboard. It's just a thing that you just like one more of it. You know, it's not, there's no, like the level of satisfaction above a certain level is like surprisingly almost zero. You know, then it's just like, what other, what, what year do I, what more money am I going to like put in the savings account of the 401k or whatever? It's important to do it for like protecting your family and to have some freedom. But at a certain point, like I was talking to a friend of mine today, he's one of the most successful guys I know, he's worth over a hundred million dollars. And I went to dinner with him and another guy last night who's worth a billion dollars. These are just ballers, right? Right. And, 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 and. The hundred million dollar dude who, like you, talk to him, you would never guess nicest guy on earth doesn't even care about money. He's like, all I care about is love and my family, right now. And he, dude, it, and he's almost lost it and made it, and he's just an entrepreneur that did well. And I, and he and I were talking. And I said, and we were talking about the guy, the billion dollar guy, and he's like, he's like, those guys are just all around making more and more money. I'm like, at a certain point, who gives a shit? Like, like, right? Does it doesn't really matter if he goes from a hundred to 500 to a billion. Like what, what, what is, what are you even going to do with that money? Buy another plane? I don't know. Yeah. Like, like if you, if you enjoy what you're doing and you're like hanging out with your family and you love them, then great. Go do that too. If you're good at that. But I'm like, right. would you do that at the expense of your family? And right. All too often, dude. I know so many people that have done it at the expense of their family. I've done it at the expense of my family. And I'm like, I'll never trade that in ever again
0: yeah dude that's powerful so that that's dude this is killer because this leads to like my first question uh which is and then i want to really dig into just getting some some nuggets on the book but uh the podcast is called Fatherhood Field Notes, and it's what you're doing right now, right? You're opening up your field notes, open up your life, sharing what you're passionate about, sharing your victory, sharing where you've struggled, and that it allows us to grow. It allows us to learn from each other. And the mantra behind it all is rebel and create. And this, this idea was really born in me in 2015, and it's, it could be applied to something small or something large, but I'm rebelling against something not just to be destructive and tear it down, but so that I can create something out of that. So what's something that you're rebelling against? And what do you hope to create out of that?
1: Well, like, so, you know, when you're at when I it's funny, when I filled out the form, like, like thinking about this pre show, I was kind of like doing my notes. And that was one of the questions you guys asked. And so I was like, I was like, you know, there's two things. It was funny. I was talking to Roman and and he's like, you know, the front row dads is rebelling against this idea of like this oafish dad. And, you know, I'm kind of rebelling against this idea that like you can not have, you know, a values driven life by choice, you know? And I think that a lot of people, they're very ambiguous about it. And I think that I'm rebelling against this thing that you can't take control of that, be super intentional about it, design Mm -hmm. and design for the outcome you want um, and fight for it, you know, really get out there and freaking fight for it. You know, why do you think people have a problem de- defining those for themselves? I think it, I, I think it's because no one's told them how to do it. And it has, it's an, and it's, it's like a new, it's an old it's, Dude, It's the oldest technology. Don't get me wrong, but it's, but it's, but it's gone away and, and people don't realize that it's a technology that they can then use for themselves. So, I, I viewed it as, t- as a te- technological play like if I said, hey you know what are your what are your values to ninety 90 out of hundred people ninety five out of hundred people they're like, oh yeah, I have values and I'll say, oh yeah, well, what are they uh, uh, integrity and and I'm like, pause you actually have to think about it right, right. It's like dude, this is what is lo- let's look up the word core values. Like, do you mind if I look this up really quickly? Do it. Do it. I've actually never looked at the definition of core values, which is funny considering I'm the core value fanatic. <laughs> um, all right. Let's look up core value definition. Is there like a Webster's dictionary? Come on. Let's see. Dictionary. I guarantee you it's, it's going to be like this thing that's talked about like this. Okay. Core values are fundamental beliefs of a person or organization. These guiding principles dictate behavior can help people understand the difference between right and wrong. So they are the fundamental beliefs of a person or organization. So if I say, hey, what are your fundamental beliefs, meaning the most important beliefs of yourself, and you have to think about it? That's crazy. Yeah,
0: it's almost like we're so like our culture. So we don't want to offend anybody. So it's like, if I say I'm for something, people automatically go to well, that means you're against this, that or the other. So I wonder if that holds people back sometimes from from taking a stand. But what I I mean, what I like in your book is it's like, don't be all things to all people. Like then, then you're just setting yourself up for total failure, because you're going to have all these different core values, which conflict with each other. And you can't really have this cohesive growth and cohesive progress in your life.
1: Dude, that's just a fake ass person that nobody wants to be around. You know, like we, you see it, you know it when you see it. It's the person that's trying to please everybody. You're like, did that person so fake? Yeah. Like, how many people have you met that everyone likes and they change who they are for somebody else? Like nobody. Mm-hmm. I know people that change who they are for everybody that not a lot of people like because people crave authenticity and they know it when they see it. Yeah. And so, you know, how many of you have friends who are like? And this is—I know the show's geared towards dads. It's like, dude, every every guy has a buddy that's kind of a dick that you love, you know? <laughs> you know? Uh, it's funny. It's true, right? It's true. Yeah, it's true. Everyone, has, dude, everyone has a buddy who's a dick who you love because you're like, dude, that guy just owns it. He just is what he is, and mm. and, and 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 it's a very—it's an acquired. Or you'll hear people say that person's an acquired taste. I'm like, I love acquired taste people. I do. Sometimes they piss me off because I'm like, God, really? Did you really have to open your stupid mouth up and say that? But I'm like, ah, it's just what... Yeah, but you're, but you're being yourself. They, it, yeah, they're owning it. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> it, it is what it is. I'd rather that... Like, I say this about our current president. I don't agree with his values at all. Like, 100% zero agreement between me and him. But that dude owns his values. I don't like his values, but he, he doesn't screw... He, he doesn't pretend like he's something he's not. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, no you know, doubt. Oh, he
1: owns it. Like, owns what he is. And I'm like, the world would be a lot better place if everyone was like Donald Trump in that way. Not if everyone was him necessarily, but if they owned what they were unapologetically the way he yeah. Did.
0: Yeah, man, that's powerful. That's something that I'm definitely growing into, you know, as I define my core values, Um, not define them as I discover them and not just discover them because I know what they are, but just live them out all the time for everybody to see. And that's what I really liked. You know, what you said is you're rebelling against, you know, like you said, this idea that it's not possible and that you're building your family tribe, because once you have your, your core values there, like your creative son, like the boom and the eye of the tiger, it's like they're focused in on that. And so they're growing in those areas, right? So you're continuously growing because you've defined and, and recognized who you are. So it allows you to go down that path.
1: Yeah, like, do you not want to define the fundamental beliefs of your family and work for that, like, intentionally? Mm. A, look, listen, like, what is it? Where energy flows, or, or wherever awareness goes, energy flows, right? Mm. And yeah, so that's, that's one good. of my. It's a Hindi saying, right? And so I have a, a buddy who's a Hindu monk named Don He's an he he awesome dude. He's a where your energy flows, your or no, where your awareness goes, your energy flows, and so. So you don't have an awareness about what your fundamental beliefs are as a person, as a family, as a business. How do you live? How do you make, how do you, what, what people do is they're asleep. They're, right. They're doing what they're, they think they're supposed to be doing. And then they wake up one day and their lives almost over and they lived a life of quiet desperation. And I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not living like that. Like, no, if you want to live like that, more power to you. I'm not going to live like that. And we're probably not going to be It's Like, I'm not going to hate on you, but I don't, I don't. I want people that are super intentional, know their beliefs, like are fighting for those beliefs, like thriving for them. And yeah, if I don't agree with them, I, don't need, I can choose not to be around them, but I respect that they know what they stand for and, they, and they're unapologetic about it. And for me, I'm like, how much better of a world would we live in if every person knew what their fundamental beliefs were, every company knew what their fundamental beliefs were, and they consistently fought to hold themselves accountable to those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dude that is what's wrong with our world today in my opinion is that we yeah. don't do that and and here's the thing no one ever taught us to right no one no one said hey like do you meditate by chance do you, I yeah you do meditation at all I do yeah yeah me too okay dude when did you learn how to meditate I feel like I'm still
0: learning I mean nobody nobody first? taught me but but when did you actually get introduced to it
1: um in the last like four years right, right okay so in your in your late 30s Like, dude, why didn't someone teach us that in your first four years? Dude, okay, so check
0: this out. So this is so rad that you say this um, because it wasn't valuable. But my kid, so I've done um, a meditation app with my kids a a couple times. And um, my kid just started going to this new school, Acton. And he has a ton of breathing issues. Yesterday, he gets in the car with me and he's like, he's 11, okay? He has breathing issues because he has a lot of allergies. He's like, dad, today our guide, they don't call their teacher teacher. They yeah. call him a guide. Okay. You're familiar with acting. Mm-hmm. I know Jeff. Okay. I know Jeff Sandifer. Okay. Dope. So my kids just started there this year. So, uh, my, he comes in the car yesterday and he's like, dad, my guy took offered, you know, if we wanted, we could go do some mindfulness time. So we went up and we sat on the roof and we did this app and he's like halfway through I'm breathing through both nostrils. So you just brought up to me like we didn't teach this because it didn't meet somebody's standards or wasn't important to somebody. But it, for me, it came in the last four years and people are starting to be aware. But like my 11 year old just experienced it yesterday and it transformed an experience that he had with his own body. Dude, that's amazing,
1: right? So, so I believe there's a great awakening that's happening right now. There's a higher level of consciousness that people are, are gravitating towards. That I think the energy of the world's moving in the right place, and values are what define that. And 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 and, and the only thing it, you know, we grew up in a world that didn't teach you that. So, like, there's there's no playbook here, man. Like, we're just figuring it out as we go along, and I'm I'm trying to be part of the solution.
0: Yeah. 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 And you are, you're sharing the content you're sharing. And that's the thing too, is I think sometimes in business, we think we got to hide our secrets, right? We got to hide the stuff that's making us successful. Not realizing that if you share it and everybody's leveling up, then it actually helps you level up too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the people that hoard shit like that, that's a scarcity mentality. Mm. I I, I, I was talking to these guys and... you know telling them like a story about how I want to buy a business and they're like, Oh, don't worry, we won't steal it, steal your idea. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you stole my idea. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, dude, 99.99% of it is execution. Right. Like, like there's no like stealing every idea's already been made. Every, right. every there's no new ideas. Like everything's been thought of. Go do it. Go do it. Go do it. Yeah. Dude, that's so powerful. You know, when I think about
0: this with our families, you know, I, I'm kind of regularly saying, dude, your kids might marry my kids. So the reason that I'm talking about fatherhood, the reason that we're talking about core values and sharing it in families is it matters so much for our future legacy because I don't want to just create all this stuff with my kids and then them go off into the world and there's nobody for them to do life with because there's not other dads being intentional with their time. So having these conversations and and inspiring other dads to do the same helps sets up, you know, you're my legacy four five six generations down the road
1: yeah it's badass and like i don't know like i grew up in an environment where like my dad didn't do any of this stuff i mean my dad was old school persian guy like mm. like you know like kids weren't even like allowed to hang out with you until they were like adults you know like the the kid that like that was not part of the deal and so and you know like i mean we're probably you know we're within a few years of each other uh dude if you grew up in the 80s like 80s dads weren't doing this shit you know working 80- they were working their asses off, and, and '80s moms were working their asses off. We were the first generation of parents where both parents worked, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, you know, and then and half of them got divorced, <laughs> you know. So we're like the latchkey kids where we all, yeah. So we're all like coming out like I'm seeing it. It's our generation that's coming out because we were left alone to figure shit out for ourselves, and then we're like, hey, that was fucked up. Like I don't want my kids to deal with that shit. Like there's there's got to be a better way. I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying like that is not what kids need. And that's and and our parents do the best they could with the information they had. But you know like it's on us to to create the change we want to see. And and I just you know for me I'm like to your point. Like if I can give my kids the better tools than I had, I mean because I had to figure this shit out for myself, and it was was hard. It's not like I was like you know meditation would be great. I'm just going to go meditate. I started meditating because I was having fucking panic attacks. Mm. You know? And then I, and that helped, you know, I didn't think, Oh, you know, core values. Those, that's the ticket. I was like, man, my business is on fire every day. And this sucks. I got to figure out a better way of doing this. And I just stumbled upon this thing. And then it, it happened to resonate with me. So, right. You know, so
0: that's the thing that I wonder is, you know, the struggles that we've gone through to grow our businesses, to grow our families, to figure it out you know, how, because you learn so much from the struggle, right? So our kids aren't necessarily going to have that same struggle. We're going to give them tools. So how do you make sure that they're going to go use those tools and not just be entitled pieces of shit who don't do anything with it? So it's, it's kind of an interesting time, you know, to,
1: to navigate that. I have a great answer for that. Okay. What is it? Um, the world that our kids are growing up in is so much more fucked up than the world we grew up in. that mm. They're going to have to have these skill sets in order to manage the problems they're going to be dealing with. Uh, man, it's unfortunate but true. Right, like our hey, if you want to save the world, it ain't going to be with the skill sets that most of our peers have. That's for damn sure. Right, not going to be. We could thank our parents and and and, because our parents really fucking set this shit up to blow up. (laughs) And and, and we're having and we're playing cleanup already. And 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 the problem is, is we're not the ones in power. It's these fucking baby boomers. Sorry, mom and dad, and you guys have left a shit show for your grandkids. Mm -hmm. So we're already starting to play cleanup right now, but our kids are going to need to be level. They're going to have to level way the fuck up to deal with the problems this world has in store for them 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now.
0: Which is I think why we're having such a big conversation around our kids schooling right now, right? Is we're realizing that our schooling system hasn't set us up for success. Like you and I decided to go figure out, we need core values. We need meditation. We need these things. Others haven't. And so our kids, our kids now are having this conversation with us around schooling and going, okay, don't just learn the answers for the test, go learn how to solve problems. And that's the conversations you and I, and all of us dads should be having with our kids is we need to teach our kids how to solve problems and what tools they need to solve those problems. And that's really what's going to set them up for success in the future world that they're going to step into.
1: Totally. Totally. Totally, it's it, 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 and it's it, it. That's just one more representation of it. And it's to your point, education is where it starts. So, yeah, I, I agree with you one hundred and ten percent.
0: Man, okay, so let's take a few minutes before we wrap up to just dig into. Okay, I am a dad. I am going to build core values in my home. Um, what are some nuggets that you would tell them um, to help set them on that track to do it?
1: Uh, I think you have to have a good process, and and so you know, the one cool thing about family core values is is they're used differently The business core values. So it doesn't have to be like overly like hard. The design, you get wiggle room in the design process, but I was mm. pretty simple, man, buy my book and chapter you know one through five will get you there. Yeah. Just follow, you know, chapter six, seven, eight is how you apply it to a business. Like once you build them, but the discovery and design process is really pretty similar. It's like, yeah, you're not going to fire your kids. So you don't have to <laughs> sign for that, but you do want to make sure that they understand what the right behavior is and test for decision making and so yeah i've i i've kind of teed it up pretty hard which is like dude buy the book go through chapters one through five follow the steps take your time do it with your family they're your team and away you go and if you what i say is if you discover and design the core values really well then then sit then it's simple then it's like, okay, then you can have fun with them. Like, like my family right now, like I said, we're building our family crest in our family crest. Mm. We have our spirit animals. We have our core values. And then we're going to turn that into a family flag. And that's just going to be up in my house. Dude, that's so cool. Yes, yeah, a beautiful flag. And we're going to get that shit handmade. It's going to be awesome. And and then and like that's that's a lot of work. I'm, dude, I'm still in the middle of that. I'm, but yeah. that's the hard work. The easy work is once a week at our family meeting when I when I don't fuck up and skip it, Yeah, I'm not perfect, and I skip it sometimes, or we don't have it, or we forget. I at least once a week, I go. What you know? Even at dinner, it's as simple as this. My kids' names are Rumi and Rumi and Pablo. I go, Rumi, Pablo. What core value did you live today? Why was it important to you? And what do you need to do? Which core value are you going to live tomorrow? Mm. And I and I ask my wife that question, and I answer that question. It takes four minutes, and we're dinner, and we do it. Do it once a week in dinner. If you do that, you're ninety percent of the way there.
0: Yep, dude. So powerful, so powerful. Yeah, man. Okay, so I have a question. Then, so read the book. We've been implementing our our core values or guiding principles, and um, one question I have is like when you look at a business, you know, you real like you said, you can't fire your kid. You set up your core values really if you do it well, so that. From the get go, if somebody joins your team. It's somebody who believes in those core values, right? And so, when you're raising your kids and you're also teaching them how to live, um, the the core values aren't just who you are. They are a little bit of who you want your kids to become, right?
1: Yeah, they or could, no, they
0: could be a little aspirational. So, whereas with a business, you wouldn't do that quite as quite as heavy, right? Correct. Like, I'm not going to let them be as
1: aspirational. Um, right. So, so yeah, that, that is one of the key differences is is the aspirational side of core values kind of gets thrown out when we're doing family core values. Um, or I'm sorry, when we're doing business core values, you can have a little bit of aspiration in there. But family is around, like, elevating to what's important. Mm-hmm. So, like, but, it, but it's still got to be practical, reasonable. You can't just, like, say, like, we're going to be all, you know, we're going to be all about adventure, but like your homebodies that never do anything adventurous. Like, <laughs> right, like right, don't, don't kid yourself, don't, don't set yourself up for failure. Like be honest with what you are. This is, but it could be like, Hey, like I the tiger or happiness. Like, yeah, that's, we aspire for that. It's, we got to work for that, you know, balance. We got to work for that in my family, which we call that movie night, you know, curiosity, that's maybe a little bit easier. Creativity, sometimes you got to fight for creativity because you're doing a bunch of hard work that doesn't let you be creative. You know, so we're fighting for what's important for us, um, but it's stuff that matters, not stuff that we hope we wished we could have.
0: Yeah. So, will you share all your family core values?
1: Yeah. Number one is uh, happiness. We call that heart, and we have an image of a Fibonacci heart. Uh, number two is besos, which stands for kisses in Spanish, and we have an X and an O, um, and that's love. Um, so, I, I, what I say is there's a theme and then we translate it. So the theme is love. We translate it into the word Bessas. The theme mm-hmm. is happiness. We translate it into the word heart. And then we have like four to eight sentences describing exactly what that looks like in our family. Uh, the third core value is passion. The theme is passion. That translates into "I of the Tiger. And then we have a whole like paragraph just saying what that looks like. Um, the number four is as um, a uh, boom. Which is creativity, the theme's creativity. We call it boom, which is that. And number five is Cinco, which stands for what, where, who, when, and why, and that's curiosity. Mm. Um, and number six is uh, balance, and we call that movie night. So I have those kind of back and forth, but but it's the more interesting other the word is is what we call it in the family. Yeah. So the interesting words powerful. Yeah. The interesting words are heart, besos, eye of the tiger, uh, cinco, boom, and ba- and movie night.
0: Mm man. So good. So good. Well, cool, man. I'm about to ask you my last question, but before I do, um, definitely, you know, go check out the book. I actually just put my review up on Amazon, Uh, killer, killer book, easy to read. And I think dads, it's like, go grab this and start implementing this in your home. You're building your legacy. It's valuable. Um, so before I ask my last question, any last thoughts around fatherhood or around um, the core values in the home?
1: No, I mean, I think we t- we touched on a lot of, a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, my, my my thing is 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 that with anyone doing values, whether it's in the business or the home or, or your personal life, is I think it is the most powerful and most valuable tool you have in your in your life, and I think it's a mistake not to do it, and that you're kind of flying blind unless you do it. and In my opinion, is that. It just depends on how intentional of a life you want to live. And for me, I want to live an intentional life and I want to maximize my life. And I want my kids to understand what our fundamental beliefs are, as the dictionary says. Mm-hmm. And, and you have two choices. You can either dictate it, or maybe they'll dictate it to you one day and you won't like what they come up with. So
0: that's so powerful, right there, is that if you don't do it, it's going to be dictated for you. And, and, and yeah. And your equation, if I can say it, is your core values equal your decisions, equal your actions, equal your results. You know, And sometimes we're so focused on like, well, what decision should I make? We kind of skip step one and it's hard to make a decision because you never defined what your core value was. So how the hell are you going to make a decision if you don't know what your core values are? And then you're going to flip a coin or the world's going to dictate it for you. And you're probably going to wake up and not like what you see. And, and I constantly reflect on, okay, One day, hopefully, I'll be an 85-year-old man and I'll be looking in the mirror and I'm going to feel something about what I see in my reflection, right? right? And at 37 or 42, what I do today, what I do tomorrow, how all those decisions start to kind of compound on each other is going to dictate how I feel when I look in the mirror as an old man. And defining those core values is, is critical. And then like you just said, man, really simply define them, spend the time creating the fundamental beliefs of your family. And then once a week for four minutes, ask your family, remind them when you pick up your kid at school, instead of how was school? And he says, good. And you move on. Hey, how'd you live out your core value today? How yeah. didn't
1: you? Yeah. What What core value happened today at school? Like mm. so simple. And, and so simple. The Japanese word all in the show with, which is shibui, which is there's complexity and simplicity. Like make it simple and easy. And then you'll do it all the time. Hmm.
0: Powerful. All right, man. Last question. So, thirty years from now, you're standing on the street, peering into the window of your of your uh, boys, and uh, you see them with their families and with their kids. What's the legacy that you left?
1: Yeah, dude. Like, like you know, I don't want to dictate what their values are, but I'm hoping that they've that they could level up w- with what I'm doing. Like, I hope that this is the beginning of their ability to like really self-actualize and to actualize with their families and that they don't, maybe not having to deal with some of the shortcomings I had to deal with because I just was figuring it out by myself that i am giving them the guidance to get there faster and, and they're going to have their own problems, but that they have a stronger set of tools so that maybe there's less suffering around it and that they can have, you know, that they can really enjoy their family in, in maybe ways I wasn't able to until a lot later.
0: Man, I love it. Man, Darius, thank you so much for coming on the Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, sharing your wisdom, uh, talking about core values and really inspiring us to go and do that in our own homes. I appreciate you, man. I'm excited to see the work that you continue to do, especially as it relates to families creating their core values.
1: Oh, dude, pleasure was all mine. I appreciate you having me on the show, Ned. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right, brother.
0: Wow, that conversation inspired me big time. Make sure to go check out Darius's book. It is solid, very practical. If you want to get to work on your core values now, I have created a how-to guide on Rebel and Create website, www.rebelandcreate.com. Go snag that. And now on our, I'm doing a four-part series on our Friday short form Rebellion and Create podcast, Craft of Fatherhood. So you can go check that out. Those are about 10 minutes just to keep you inspired and getting you to work on discovering your family's core values and start to establish those in your home. So again, go grab the how-to guide from the website, and then you can listen to the four-part series that I'm working on on Fridays. Thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebellion Creates Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide and edge shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in the craft of fatherhood. Talk to you next time.